Craft Beer Radio episode 509 on June 9th, 2023. Welcome back to Craft Beer Radio. After a short break, we are back from the South, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. We'll talk you about. You guys are, are back from the South. Yeah. I, I stayed we'll, here. We'll talk about the trip on the way. And most of the beers we're doing tonight were procured on the trip. Mm-hmm. But the first one we're starting up with is a local beer that you bought. Uh, for last time. So this will be Pen Dark. Okay. Mm. 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 Gotta chug this My, one. Um, yeah, I gotta chug those in here already. Oh, boy. The, the next weekend lager from last time. Um, you guys are slow. But I gotta fill in the space, so I yeah. just use my no- mouth noises. So, yeah, this was one of the leftovers from when we were doing, like, you know, old stuff that we had before. So... Pen Dark is a yeah, local brewery, Pen Brewery. They've been around for ever know, since '88, yeah. I think. German style beers. I think they're right Heinz Kaboot. Well, they do a, a bunch of different things now. They've oh, okay. adapted sure. with the yeah, times. Yeah. But when they started, they were doing classic styles, flavorful classic styles. They were the first microbrewery in the state. Um, I think there's like a asterisk where like maybe there was a brew pub or something. Right, but, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but definitely a long time ago, far in a galaxy far, far away kind of place. So this is Pen Dark. So this is a just they just call it a Dunkel, uh, or at least a European style dark mm-hmm. miniature Dunkel. Five uh, percent alcohol by volume. I know some people say Dunkel. I like Dunkel. I think Dunkel sounds better to me. But you know, some people just like Dunkel. Dunkel Dunkel. And, and, tomato. Tomato. and I'm not actually sure how someone from Germany would say it. So, not probably, sure. probably saying like Dunkel, right? Probably like a mixture, is my guess. But uh, we have, wow, original gravity. And who cares about all that? <laughs> 25 IBUs, hops are Pearl, and it's malted with Turo, Munich, and Carafa. So, Pearl is, you know, really classic, very classic continental hop. Yeah. So, this is a dark beer. It looks like cola. You yeah, know, it's clear. It doesn't. It has small bubbles, but it looks like cola. Uh, yeah. We're starting off with you know normally when you start a show you start from light to dark, from low flavors to big flavors. Well, we're still doing low flavors to big flavors, so the color is kind of the tricky part here, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a lighter beer with you know milder flavors compared to a lot of the stuff that you know Shannon that you drink <laughs> most days. But so. Shannon, to give you an idea, and, and and any listeners who are still interested, to give you an idea of like what I'm expecting based on what I just read. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a, a is a classic lager, you know, a little bit darker than, than a traditional um, a pilsner lager that you might be used to. Um, hopped pearl, pearl hopped. When I said classic continental, you know, very a little a little spicy, but not really not that much on on the uh in terms of like bitterness mm-hmm. a little bit of bitterness but not that much on like hot flavor uh and the malting so two row is very standard two row is just sort of a traditional uh decent good malt munich and carafa carafa is a pretty dark malt and munich is a toastier malt mm-hmm. so with those two i i think okay there's going to be a toasty beer with a little bit of like tiny bits of astringent highlight in it yeah. The proportions are going to be in the order you talked. Most of it's going to be the two row, mm-hmm. which is just gives it the body and the fermentability. 
the Munich is mostly what's giving us a lot of the color and a lot of the flavor. The Carafa is just going to be a, the smallest proportion to kind of fill in yeah. and kind of give it a full, like, you'd have to compare them, like, without the Carafa and with. It, it just has more of a fuller flavor. But, like, when we're talking about the, like, on the aroma on this, I'm getting, like, a very crusty bread, right? That's fully from, like, the Munich malt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if, if I, I haven't tasted it yet, and if I'm thinking like my archetypical version of this, it'd be like Jeff said, I would expect more, you know, toasted bread, that that kind of flavor, and just like notes of toffee, and maybe a tiny note of like bitter chocolate. That's what I'm sort of expecting. From it. Okay. Yeah, so on the aroma, I, my first couple sniffs was like crusty bread. And then as I keep sniffing, I'm starting to get kind of that spicy hop where it's this kind of thing that's a little... Uh, a green a herbal digital, thing, yeah. green herbal thing, something mm-hmm. like that. A little sulfury, oniony, a little bit, just barely, mm-hmm. but not like overtly, like powerfully dank or anything like that. Definitely not. Or uh, it would. I I actually like the smell, um, the aroma. If it had that sulfury. Yeah, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was more more toffee on this than I expected. Really, mm-hmm. like I, I'm getting a, a lot of a lot more of things I really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying this right now. Moving on to the flavor, toffee is kind of the headline. It's Definitely. like big Swedish sweet ish toffee kind of flavor. Bread kind of follows in behind that. And then you get the you get that spicy hop on on the end, and that you're sort of it cuts off the toffee and the bitterness just sort of like cuts off the the sweetness from just lingering too long. Mm-hmm. There's almost like a subtone of like licorice or something in there too. Well, th- I was trying to figure out because I wanted to say clove, and it's definitely not clove, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but licorice. I think you might have. Well, licorice maybe anise, maybe maybe mm-hmm. well maybe or or, no. or or allspice. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm I, thinking of something that you would put in a pumpkin pie. So nutmeg. I was thinking of nutmeg yeah. and mm-hmm. a, an allspice. So, but it's it's so subtle that mm-hmm. it's really hard to pick out. Yeah. You really have to look for it. Like if you're just downing this, you're not going <laughs> to notice it. But if you're doing like we're doing and we're looking closely and analyzing and, and thinking about what we're tasting, you'll notice it. So speaking of lagers, on the trip and all the breweries that we went to, there's like a whole lager renaissance going on. Good. Like so many lagers. But <clears throat> I failed to capitalize properly. I'm stuck in a mindset of if I'm going to a brewery and only getting two beers. I want something that's going to be like, wow. Right. And it's lagers can be wow. Yeah. But your average lager at your average brew pub is seldom going to be wow. Um, your odds are worse than going for the barrel aged stout. Okay, or something. I as you said, if there's a lot, if there's really a lager renaissance going on, then those then you would expect that to actually change, right? You expect that to actually be different. That, that and in fact, mm-hmm. you're going to get more wow lagers than you used to. So we were just chatting on Discord with Greg McGill. Just the other day. Yeah, I haven't checked this for in a while, so. And uh, okay. he was just in the United States for World Beer Cup in his biannual tour, or semi-annual, whichever one's t- every two years. Um, and 
he was talking about how there is a ton and he had some killer loggers in the Houston area and whatnot. Like, and one of them, he was talking to the brewer, like, this is so good. Did you enter this in world beer cup? You you should have. And it it actually came in silver, you know, like, Mm. so like finding those loggers, maybe I failed. Maybe I should have went on a logger pilgrimage and bought all the loggers, but you go to a place and they have four different loggers on that are all like, and they're not the traditional styles. They're cold lager and, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, cold, you know, that kind of thing. And cold IPA is what I meant to say. Um, it just seemed like it felt, without actually having the luxury to be able to taste everything, it felt like they were just You chasing. could have asked for a tasting glass. Yeah, I know. But we had to, we had a lot of miles to make. There was <laughs> yeah. a lot of, to, it, it's not like we were sitting around in the yeah, same town for a week. Sure. Uh, so... Made my choices. I have to live with them. Not complaining. Tons of loggers on taps at breweries. That's good to around. hear because you know I'm. It, it's it's a little frustrating going to the shop and just seeing a whole bunch of of hazies. I, yeah. um, I I want some. I want some styles that aren't hazies or milkshakes. <laughs> I hear you. All well, right. I actually like this one. Yeah, it's super good. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because it's omnipresent and it's been available every day I've been mm-hmm. of legal drinking age. It's not something I pay much attention to, but I should. It's so good. The other thing that we, you know, we should mention is beer A is an agricultural product, so it's going to fluctuate. E- even standards are going to fluctuate in quality. And B, there's different brewers who come through. And we may be just catching them on a on a really you know a, a brewer who's really paying attention to what they're doing. Uh, I suspect this is also very fresh. That's my suspicion. Yeah. I hope so because it, it tastes fresh. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're sick. It of was hazy. from Giant Eagle, so I mean, it was who knows. Yeah, exactly. You're sick of hazies. Unfortunately, those are some of the I'm beers not, we brought back. So I know, I know. You're 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 sick of being inundated with hazies. I'm sick of those being the only options I have. When when I go to to look for something to drink and to look for something new to try, I'm sick of it just being a bunch of different hazies. Because at this point, I don't even know the difference anymore. I've seen a lot of articles about that where, um, you know, most people just can't tell the difference between them. You know, we're I think we're in a rarefied place where it's e- it's relatively easy for us to distinguish the flavors and different things. But for your average consumer. It could be that they're just walking in and give me, give me your haziest hazy, you mm-hmm. know? So right. what is this one? This one well, is so, for, go ahead. go ahead. All I have to do is look at the can and I know. Yeah. Amazing. What's it called? Oh. Amazing. <laughs> okay. <brewery>. Amazing. <laughs> no. All right. So in Tampa, there is a brewery called Woven Water. This is we were there for our second time this trip. We went our last trip, last trip two trips ago. I don't know something like that. This is chromatic. This is one of their uh, hazy. It's a double blurry IPA. The can the can is all holographic, so it's hard to read. Uh, Let's say what the ingredients are. I'm looking to see India Pale Ale brewed exclusively. Nope, Citroen Galaxy. Okay. Uh yeah, Citra Galaxy, nine point two percent. 
So yeah, the the label's cool. Now it, it is a sticker, right? Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. Um, so they can do cooler stuff than if you they had to like silk screen onto a can. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's yeah, it's it's got it's it's one of those prismatic uh, reflective ones. So you get a, a yeah. rainbow. This one's chromatic. I, they do have a beer called Prismatic, which might be <laughs> their single of this. I'm not sure. Um, this one was available for takeout. We had it on tap, and uh, there are three. I'd say three outstanding breweries in the yeah. Tampa area, at least that we found so far. We haven't done them all. We've done most of them. Most of them, but yeah, you know, only three that really stand out. What's this weird is, is I can show you guys the picture on their site, and and the lip on the can is different than the lip on this can. It it it, it flares outwards. That that that's because the lid's just sitting on an unseamed can. Gotcha. That yeah, picture. that would make sense. Okay. <laughs> So they took an empty can and right. just threw a cap yeah. on it and took the picture. Yeah, that does make sense. Knowing about how, thinking about how cans are, mm-hmm. are made and they do that seal. Yep. That double pair, yeah. So the aroma on this one, you're getting kind of a, a little a bit tanky. of a, a little bit of a sulfury hop. It's a little oniony or something like that. That is usually when there, when there's an overuse of citra, you can get that. Well, there's definitely citra. There's definitely citra in here. There's also, I mean, it's it's not as dank as it, but Simcoe can give you a lot of that. But Simcoe can also be amazing. Like so, mm-hmm. it, it, it's Simcoe's a weird one because it's not like just avoid at all costs. It's very much if it's done right, yeah, it it can be just fabulous. Citroen Galaxy is a well trod path, and it works out. It's usually something i look yeah. for in in these kinds of beers it's a flavor profile com, flavor combination i really like citra to me is i mean it, it, it's in the name you know it, it has that sort of citrusy notes it uh it, it kind of is what it says it is galaxy very bright mm-hmm. like uh much less on the dank very bright kind of tropical notes yeah it's kind of like a. I like to think of like dried pineapple, passion fruit, mango, things like that for Galaxy. Pineapple. Well, okay. In compared to the Pendarium, this is a flavor bomb. <laughs> yes. Uh, because even though the Pendark had, you know, strong multi flavors when we were comparing it alone, this overwhelms the palate almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty dank to me. It, it it's a little. I I would like to try the single version of this because I feel like this is almost like, ha huh, here we go, mm-hmm. and I almost like to ramp up to this as opposed to drink you know drinking this right away. But not saying I dislike it, but it's like whoa. Yeah, we have a second beer from Woven Water downstairs that so we'll do it in future shows. Um, I can't remember which one it is right now. You know the cans green and black, but um, so you'll get to try another one from Woven Water. Uh, so when we were, when we travel to Florida, most of the time we drive and usually on the way down, it's a rush to get there to see family or newborn baby Mm -hmm. or things like that. So usually we will just drive straight through tag team and have a meal or two. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we have checked off every brewery along the route, (laughs) except for like the ones that you normally hit at like. 1231 in the morning, like in like South Carolina and Georgia, there's a couple along the route there that we haven't hit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
a lot of the time we will not take full on vacation. It's not the vacation part of Florida. It's the middle part of Florida where there's more cows than beaches, things like that. So like we'll work during the day. Shannon will take occasional days off if she's mm-hmm. helping with the grandbabies or whatever. But and then for me, it's like, hey, I work during the day, but in the evening, mm-hmm. I have a whole new place to be yeah. versus here. The nice thing about being able to quote unquote work from home is that, yeah, you can really work from anywhere that has a connection. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. that's a So thing. we have visited a lot of the breweries around the Tampa and Orlando area. Not too much deep into Orlando, but on the western outskirts. Uh, probably been to like 25 or so breweries in the area. Oh, yeah, between Winter Haven, Lakeland, Tampa, Spring Hill, Winter Haven, Lakeland, Tampa, um, Claremont, and um, Brooksville, Mm -hmm. all the way back central. So we've been – and then there's there's decent ones, but then there's ones that are like, yeah, these guys are – ones you don't want to pass Stand out from the pack, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're all in the same – the three that we're talking about, this one. The one we'll have next, Magnanimous, and then we're not having it tonight, but we have a beer from Angry Chair um, that we'll have later. They're like all right in the same neighborhood mm. from each other. We're not having Angry Chair tonight. Oh, we maybe can. we can. I didn't want to go too big with too yeah. many stouts, but okay. we got we have plenty of oysters tonight. We have caviar, which yeah, all right, maybe we, we'll pull out an yeah, Angry let's, Chair. Let's do it. But anyway, so this well, in terms of the flavors from from the woven water. Papaya is the big thing that's coming to mind. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we also the body on this really takes down any kind of dankness or sulfurness. Mm-hmm. Has this really full wheat filled body? It gives it a really big mouthfeel. Yeah, this isn't one of those. It's I don't know if they still do that, but mix with flour to get it like. <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, this is yeah. It's got it's got a nice thick body. Almost, but not quite like in that sort of milkshakey realm in terms of just the body, not the flavor, obviously, but it's, it's got a lot, you know, substantialness to it. Yep. The viscosity. We found this place for the first time because Shannon has a friend who lives down there. He, he's, he travels the world. He spent like a month in Africa, like just looking at zebras and stuff. Um, but he mentioned this place and from his opinion, it's like the only place in Tampa worth going to. So, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to imagine the name. I'm trying to picture weaving water together, and it's a great name. I love it because <laughs> you're weaving water into Lo- this woven. Yeah, no, it's I, woven water. Well, because it's already yeah, been woven. Been woven. It's been woven. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, but it, it, that was um, wasn't that uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender? What, wasn't they did? It was bending, not weaving. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, okay, but. I mean, weaving is a kind of bending. <laughs> kind of. But when Shannon told me that, you know, this um, guy's name is Greg also. When Greg says we have to go to Woven Water, I'm like, that's the best brewery name. I love that name. <laughs> so bad. I mean, this is mostly water. So, mm-hmm. it, but it's woven with all these. Yes. It, it's, yeah, it's a nice image. The two times we've been there, the place hasn't been busy. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, the first time it was kind of on a rainy winter night. Hopefully the place does well, but they're like they have the, they have. What counts as a winter night in Florida? Like what 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 temperature are we talking about? Sixty three, rainy and dark. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know. Late spring here, right? <laughs> but 
it's also enough weather to keep the locals from like, I don't want to walk two blocks in the rain. In right, the dark, right. You know? Yeah. It, it reminds me of what I hear of LA too. Same thing. Like, you know, they, they, they pull their jackets mm. out when it's 60 degrees. It's like, oh my God, it's so cold out there. Oh yeah. I need to wear a sweater. We did find one place. Uh, one day we went to Cedar Key, which is on the coast. Uh, we needed a break from like sitting around all the cows in the middle of Florida. And um, on the way, we stopped at this brewery. And it's the kind of brewery that's in an old steakhouse. You know, like, like you don't have high expectations when you walk into the place. Sure. And then you look at the menu, and it's your 1990s brewery menu, an amber and a stout and a porter and a blonde ale and a this, <laughs> you know? And you're like, oh, man. Okay, well, let's have a beer before we go. And they made really good beer-flavored beers. Mm-hmm. You know, all these styles. And they had more than just your amber and your blonde ale. They had a, probably had a Kolsch. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. right now. But they were, like, good. In this, you know, and it's the only brewery in the area. It's... In the middle of the nowhere. Well, I mean, it I was mean, still... No, it was... It was an intersection, and there was build-up around there. And there but, was... It was the shopping district of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, is, is that sort of a chefy situation where there's an artist behind the scenes doing the beers, but but the owner is like, here's what you're making. And so the guy who's brewing is like, well, all right, but I'm going to make these great. It could be. But, like, so I didn't, tell, like, I didn't paint the picture. It's this old steakhouse. The signs faded. You know, the, like, we walk, we did not expect good beer mm-hmm. there. We expected, you know, we're going to have half a beer and just move on. And it turned out it was good beer. I mean. And good food. Yeah. The only <laughs> the only complaint I had was that they hadn't trained the bar staff to describe why the beers are good, you know, that kind of thing. But I mean, you if know, that's your, if that's your complaint, how much do you expect, yeah. If that's your complaint, it's it's a good <laughs> yeah, place, yeah. you know. But if that place had put the effort into educating the bar staff, it'd be even better, you know. And they could paint the sign so you could actually see it. That'd be nice. <clears throat> the no. hidden gems, right? I mean, they, yeah. they still exist. Yeah. Little hovels that, that, was, that uh, just turned out to be great. Cop. If for people listening, that was Cop Brewery, Cop Farm, Cop 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 Brewery and cop Winery. Cop Farm. C O P P. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> still like, you know, A A Cab, right? I mean <laughs> <laughs> So I was just telling a story. Well, the beers got drank. <laughs> well, they got drank. They got drank. Almost. Done. Done. Drunk. Um. Yeah, I guess we'll do this. What we're gonna do? In, don't have like much palate cleansers. We're gonna go on a hop spree here. I did bring one. It's sort of a palate cleanser of, of a sort. It's a Berliner Weiss. Okay, maybe after this beer we'll yeah. pop that one. But we don't have to because we got another hoppy, and then we got a barley wine and imperial stout. And then a second imperial stout if we do the angle yeah. chair. All right. So what is this one? Name it. Magnanimous. Magnanimous Juice Lord. Magnanimous Juice Lord. Okay. Magnanimous is a brewery right down the street from Woven Water. They have a mural on the wall of Michael Jackson dressed as a zombie Michael Jackson. So it's the beer hunter. Wearing the thriller jacket. Oh, okay. Not he, he, Michael Jackson, but. Well, he's wearing the thriller jacket, but he's also has a green face and is like all zombied. I. And he's holding a, he's holding a snifter 
of a Belgian beer, you know. And the last time I was there, I got a free beer because I knew who it was and didn't say it was the guy from Home Alone. So <laughs> apparently that's what most people think it is. You got free beers on this trip. I got a free beer on this trip for wearing an old Crow Medicine show t-shirt because the bartender had just discovered that and like, those guys rock. You bought your beer. I'm trying to find the website. I can only find like the untapped stuff here. So I'm trying to find. I wouldn't Anonymous. be surprised if they don't have a website. Oh. Not even a Facebook. Yeah, wouldn't, they have to. I, mean. I wouldn't be surprised. They're weird. They sell merchandise that is 100% a ripoff of trademark things. Oh, well. <laughs> I see. Janet showed me a picture of you with, with uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, Dressed as Michael Jackson? Well, yeah. <laughs> The yes. zombie Michael Jackson dressed as Michael Jackson. Um, so, like, they have the, all their swag is like they have a Hu Tang ripoff. They have, um, last time they had a Metallica ripoff where it said Magnanimous in the mm-hmm. Metallica font. They had Tampa Bay Buccaneers ripoff last time. Their they, stickers are. They, they have Nintendo ripoff mm-hmm. stuff. They just do it until they get it. They, the only time they got a cease and desist was for, what was it? They only got it once. Was it Oreo? I think it was Oreo. Well, there was just recently, I don't know if you saw, but like yesterday, a uh, Supreme Court uh, decision about the, a dog toy that was shaped like Jack Daniels yeah. and, and like took all of that uh, into it. Mm-hmm. So like, some of that may not necessarily be protected anymore. I don't think it was protected before. I think they just don't <laughs> give a dang. So according to the untapped site for them, they do have a slogan for their for their brewery. It's no brew gods, no brew masters. <laughs> um Okay, this the label does tell us that this one's Citra Mosaic and Vic Secret. Vic Secret. So that's not one I know heard of it i don't know it well enough to to memorize the flavor profile of Vic secret though the aroma on this one is another it smells a lot like the last one it's a little bit oniony it it is sulfury not quite dank for me um but that citra is kind of dominating the same the same expression of citra that was dominating the last one's dominating this one for me why am I not finding the so, ABV on this one? Uh, 7.5. You don't have to put the ABV on the can. 7.5. Oh, 45. Yeah, 45 IBUs, at least according to Untapped, which is what I, and I finally did find their site and they linked to Untapped for their information. <laughs> yeah, okay. Looks okay. like this was canned the end of April. Okay, so Citra, we talked about mosaic. Mosaic is like the first of the bright hops, the first notable of like the the bread, the one that that caught the attention of everybody. Yeah, it was the first hop that was severely tropical, mm-hmm. and also where the IBUs weren't as bitter as IBUs used to be. Right. I, you know, longtime listeners of the show will remember when we started talking about how these new IPAs are less apparently bitter. Where they still have the IBU number, but they don't taste like a stone beer. They don't taste, you know, like they're eating the enamel off your teeth. And um, you, you know, you grew up in craft beer after all these were invented. So you know, like all the IPAs that you absolutely just think are dank and 
you know, mm-hmm. or just abrasive or tastes like cat pee. Like that used to be what beer geeks wanted because that's all there was. Yeah, so. no. Mm-mm. Okay, here's what they say. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, you didn't. I just said not for me. <laughs> Vic Secret, which as when I typed it in first Vic Secret, I got a Victoria Secret. <laughs> and that, it didn't click for me until that. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But uh, Yakima Valley House has a page on that. And this is interesting. So I want to like, I'll, I'll read what, what they say. Uh, fairly new to the game, but introduced in 2013. Hails from Australian and UK roots of her sister Topaz. Topaz I haven't looked into either. Uh, flavors and aromatics of clean pineapple and passion fruit. A resinous whiff. Lingering in the background. Uh, they say on the uh, flavor key, citrus, sweet fruit, and woody aromatic. Okay. So basically what I described Galaxy as <laughs> about a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, flavor on this one. So I can give you like lots of info if you cared about all Cumulones and all that I, stuff. Yeah. The uh, for, So for me, the aroma on this one was a lot like the last one where it was kind of oniony, a little in, in that kind of hazy, kind of foggy wheat aroma. On the flavor, it, I would have thought the mosaic is coming through. Uh, like, you know, like some of those original, like old school mosaics. Yeah. Where you're getting this kind of uh, candied tropical fruit kind of flavors. Yeah. But now it's, when you talk about the pineapple and the passion fruit and the Vic Secret, um, those are also the kinds of things I'm tasting in this too. So, So to me, like, if citra is kind of like a bitter orange, then mosaic tends towards grapefruit. Lighter grapefruit than let's than say, um, and uh, not centennial, but uh, the other C one, Cascade, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, n- not quite as as strong of a grapefruit, but still sort of a grapefruity thing. Yeah, I think that if I'm picking up the Vic Secret here correctly, yeah, it's giving it as you say some pineapple, something mm-hmm. that's going in that direction. Yeah, this one has candied. Del- yeah, has candied. delicious candied fruit flavor mm-hmm. in it. I really enjoy. I like that it's not as dank as the one before. Yeah, it definitely isn't. You know, it, it's uh, a little bit less high alcohol too. You know, two percent less. It's mm-hmm. it, it it and and you can feel it because it's not as viscous. It's not as it doesn't have the same kind of uh, feel mouth feel as the last one had. This. Man, I'm stuttering. That I, I want to get this point out so badly. Last sip I had really pulled over to like creamsicle, you know. So like the body oh, is yeah. giving you that kind of that creamy yeah. flavor. The orange is coming out. Some of the other tropicals help enhance that. And I think some of that is our tongues like getting used to bitterness and just sort of now feeling the sweetness part of it because the bitterness mm-hmm. is almost I don't want to say overwhelmed, but it's just turned off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those, those next couple sips, you get a sweet, yeah, creamsicle. I think of those orange things you used to get, I I used to get the pool, at least the, the ones that were like, you know, when I was a kid, the, the orange Mm -hmm. cream pops. Oh, like the the push up one. Yes. Yes. It's more like a sorbet or something Mm -hmm. or sherbet or whatever it is. Whatever. From the little. Ice cream truck that was yeah nearby. that too yeah mm-hmm. yeah to to me the the vision I remember getting those mostly at the pool so that that's where oh, I get okay. it from uh, and I also remember <laughs> my mother insisting that we couldn't go into the pool for thirty minutes after we ate oh yeah <laughs> yeah I think we all grew up in that 
<laughs> era. <laughs> yeah, it was, I remember we. I didn't get a pool in my house until I was <clears throat> fourteen or so, and I remember like even then at fourteen, that fifteen minutes or half an hour, whatever it was, was so long. Yeah. Somehow it was longer than the adult swim, which was also really annoying. But <laughs> you know, now that you're an adult, you actually appreciate. Oh, <laughs> good! Get the kids out of there so I can take some time, <laughs> just enjoy the pool. And not have to deal with them like slapping me or whatever, splashing mm-hmm. all over the place. I think as this warms up a little bit and becomes room temperature, um, more of the flavors come out too. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely helping. We should say that for listeners who might be new or who don't know quite how we do it, we bring out the beers before we start the show and let them sort of warm up naturally on their own. We We don't think that like – in most cases, it's not great right out of the fridge. You, warming up mm-hmm. gives your beer more. Yeah, the chill. beer fridge downstairs is set at its regular fridge, but it's set at its warmest setting. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, because of this new studio here in the kitchen, I bring them up to this right before the show starts. Yeah, and then you know, because who knows how much delay they'll be with us hemming and hawing or setting up or whatever. And then I'll pull the beers out right before we start. Yeah. And the nice thing about these uh, these glasses that we have, which are these Spielglau standards the beer uh, tulip the beer tulip you you can use your hand to give it to to warm it up if you need to which for the last two beers that are on the table and other ones we may pull out tonight that's going to come in key mm-hmm. these first several hoppy ones and the sour ones probably not as important so as a, a palate cleanser i'm going to have a little bit of caviar oh greg brought us some fine cuisine here tonight yes um, I brought nothing but the decent <laughs> in terms of the caviar. I brought so this is caviar that's it's Ocetra. So it's um it's cost me about 150 bucks for three and a half ounces. That's not it's a hundred grams, so it's yeah, three to, yeah. it's dollar fifty a gram. Now most Ocetra, it it's at at this quantity, it's gonna cost you probably 200 220 so this is like on the lower end of a century i think this is like from china it's all farmed these days um but this is but like this is not the caviar to get this like 20 bucks this is very that's basically bait shop stuff <laughs> close to it and you know that, that's when you get the stuff that's, that's all that's you know that's really salted um like i mean this is salted to preserve it to a certain extent, but it, it's also, you know, it's very perishable, so it has to be kept cold. Uh, but this is just, um, I got, I got into caviar, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and it's a, it's a treat when you can get it for yourself. It, it's very, very flavorful. I know that Shannon, you didn't, you tried it at least. I did. And, and that's, Twice. and that's great. Um, it's not for everybody, but to me, it's it's got all the flavors of the sea in like one little tiny bit, and it's very, and it has this this delicateness to it, and this, um, this this punch to it as well, and it's just it, it's like it's it's very it's a very unique uh, flavor. So I recommend if you if you want to try it, if and then if, but particularly if you enjoy seafood, it's it should be on your list of things to try. So this stuff is um, smaller than like a BB, a BB gun BB. Uh, it's dark green. Uh, it stick has kind of a viscosity to it. They ex- click stick together, mm-hmm. 
and have these tiny little mother of pearl spoons that Greg. Yes, because apparently to. you're not supposed to use metal on this. That, that's what everyone says, and I haven't actually done it. But everyone says that metal can you know hurt the flavor, so that's why they sell these mother of pearl like little spoons. And then Greg mentioned when you eat them, you don't just want to like chew on them or swallow them whole, kind of smush them up against the top of your mouth, mm-hmm. let the flavors mix. The The thing that I find interesting is it's, I would expect it to be more fluid and watery inside and it's more viscous inside. Um, yeah. They burst open, but it, but what's inside is, is jelly. Of mm-hmm. a sort. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm making some kind of stupid, like, Link because I know they're eggs, but I'm getting this kind of yolky type, almost like when you made the sous vide eggs. Yeah, or you're getting yeah. that kind of brie cheese kind of texture, mm-hmm. that kind of soft. No, I yolk. think I think it's it's similar so. because it's it's the same concept, right? It's storing nutrients mm-hmm. in a very viable way uh, for, in this case, fish. But that's what yolks are for. You know, um, in all cases that I know of, where there's uh, any sort of you know yolk involved in, in an egg, it's it's to give it that those nutrients, and so it's a lot of proteins, a lot of in a very easily accessible way, and I think that does give you this kind of viscosity. Mm-hmm. All right, so you you pull it out. So this is from Hot Farm. This uh, I picked up because I enjoy Hot Farm, and it was there, and it was on a whim, and. Uh, I really did enjoy this. So I think this is this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be a good, I believe, um, palate cleanser for everybody. This is Margo Berry. Margo Berry. Berliner style fruit ale. For the record, I do love seafood. Like, and, and you just have a thing against eggs. You have this, like, especially fish eggs. You, you have this, like, and, and to me, it's like, I have the same against tequila. I I had this situation where I got super drunk on tequila, like really, really drunk, and now my brain rejects tequila. And even great tequila, I have trouble with. And it's not because the tequila isn't good. And I can sort of almost recognize that it's good, but I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's probably the same way with you. Like there might, because when you were doing it, I could tell like there were, it, it was that you were fighting your brain sort of yeah. fighting your, your, yourself because there was something in there that I think you could recognize was that was there. But at yeah. the same time, your brain was just like, no, 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 no. And I get it. Yep. I wonder if there's something about tequila because you're not the only person I know. Oh, I was in the same situation. Is in that same boat. Mm-hmm. But I wonder. I've I, since recovered. Is it because the reputation and the ways tequila is employed for younger drinkers? Or is there something specific about tequila? No, I think when it's, I think it's sick- the former because I've heard it for all types of alcohols and it, it just tequila is the one that's, so it's an easy drinker. So yeah. it, it, it's easy enough to happen. Now that said, I did recently have a margarita. I, I want to say re- re- recently was at uh, the summit that I went to, uh, our, our summit that I went to, um, which was back in uh, April. Um, and I didn't feel any of that, so I could be over. I just because I, I haven't like really touched tequila much. It could be that my brain is like finally accepted it, but 
So I I'm not willing to like spend spend sorry, we're not willing to spend a lot of money on good tequila before. Well, I, I think we have some. So I mean uh, we could always have a test tonight. I don't, we, don't, we don't we, we don't we just have mixer tequila. I mean, it's not bottom shelf, but we don't have like oh, the stuff you drink neat, you well, know. We don't have that kind that's of That's fine. No, we'll I have some. to get some. Yeah. Um tequila was... I had that same experience and I was young. Mm-hmm. I was 21 was me. I think. It was, it was, it was, it was 21, 20, it was between 21 and 24. Yeah. That was what happened for me. I was between 20 and 22. Yeah. Um, but it took me decades yeah. to try to keep it. Because your brain thinks it's poison. But now, yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm completely over it. <laughs> and I can appreciate a really good tequila and, and especially a really good margarita. Come on. You gotta love margaritas. So we will have to get some. So onto the beer, margaberry. Right. So this is raspberries added to the Berliner Steyr uh, base, 7.8%. Uh, house cultivated with lactobacillus. Look at it. Look, take that smell. I mean, yeah. wow. Right? Raspberry, salty brine, almost like. <laughs> so Berliner Weiss. yogurt, right? Like a little bit of that with a sourness. Yeah, I, I think raspberry and cherry. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yeah, and even a little bit of Concord grape, which yeah. is you know yeah yeah. yeah. Concord grape is like the traditional when you have grape soda or a grape drink. That's the flavor. It's not grapes like you get in the store. It's the mm-hmm. Concord style grape. You want to say something? Say it, please. No, for a second. As soon as I took the the first sip, I thought, oh, wow, this is really tart. But it was instantly gone. It. It's got... I Usually, mean, when there's that tartness, it lingers, you know, yeah. it stays. Yeah, it lingers. But this one, it, that's why I, I just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I gave that look mm-hmm. like I was going to say something. And then I was like, no, I was going to say, wow, this is really tart. And then I was like, no, it's not tart. Yeah, I think so, it, I think that to me, it's still tart, but it has a lot of sweetness to overcome the the standoffish note that you get from tartness. So that tartness is balanced really mm. well. It ends still tart and with sort of, um, you know, a kind of tart ending, but it, that raspberry is strong and it's also, but it's not like medicine-y at all. Oh no. So when we talk about sour beers, there's kind of two lineages mm-hmm. of sour beers, right? You have the slow sours, which go into, barrels or fooders or things like that would, which have uh, a culture of bacteria and yeasts in it that uh, will ferment the beer to be sour. And that usually takes months to years to convert the beer and get it ready for production. And then there's quick sours. And Berliner Weiss is kind of the original OG of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in the day when we were seeking things out, People were just brewing straight Berliner Weiss, but it was all in Germany. It was always served with a syrup of some sort. Two two main ones: raspberry syrup 
or a Woodruff syrup. Woodruff is a green syrup. Um, it's a little more savory and herbal. I don't really know yeah, I don't what know goes either. into it. Um, but raspberry was the other one. And then a lot of the time when craft brewers started making Berliner Weisses, they would pre-dose it with the raspberries. So you, it was seldom that you could get it straight or with Woodruff. There was a couple ones. One of the pioneers of Berliner Weiss in the whole country was Nodding Head Brewery out in Philly. And they won medals for it. And But they would you could get it at the bar and either get with Woodruff or raspberry. And if you go to Germany, Berlin, which is where the name comes from and where the style was prevalent, um, you wouldn't find people, this is before the modern era, but you wouldn't find people uh, drinking it uh, without flavoring. It was basically you pick a flavoring for it. Um, And it's kind of the granddaddy of all the quick sours that you taste, all the smoothie sours, all the same process. To sour this, to sour the smoothie sours and the um, things like that that everyone's making these days. They can be good. This still, this still tastes like a mature sour to me, like mm-hmm. mature quick sour, because this is not simple, easy, you know, five days to sour it and then bottle it. There, there's, there's complexity here. That's one of the things you'll find with the proliferation of these quick sours is they don't taste very complex. And you kind of think, oh, man, I wish more people would do long sours, barrel-aged sours, things like that. But this kind of goes to show that you can do, if you keep it simple, you know, and do it the way that, well, it's like either you do it the traditional way or you have this very slim chance of innovating. Right. Everything else is just not as good. Right. Um, and that's what most of the proliferation of sours are. So it's kind of refreshing to have kind of something that's more like the traditional Blender Vice raspberry. Yeah. I, I, I love, um, I, I love this beer. I think this is really, really well done. Uh, I love the way the raspberries are integrated here. I'm a big hop bar for as much as you guys are boosters of um hitchhiker hitchhiker i'm a i'm sort of big on hot farm uh mm-hmm. i think they both are excellent high quality breweries uh and like all the stuff i've had from hot farm or at least nearly all of it has been fantastic and this is just goes to show you like this is in general you're not going to see one of these on the shelves and if you do you may not you may be sort of wary of it but this is great yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also pretty high in alcohol for a Berliner Weiss. This is 7.8, I think. Yeah, Berliner Weisses traditionally are like four. Yeah. Four and a half. Wow. They're not boozy beers. But this is a well put together. I mean, this is a really well crafted Berliner Weiss. All, all the flavor and, and it's got it, it's got a substantialness to it that probably that alcohol helps. There is another traditional cousin to Blinder Weiss, and that is the Goza. Right. Yes. So, and then there was a Goza like back right before we sort of uh, ended our first run. Gozas were actually dropping in popularity, but there was like a spike. Now, you still see a bunch of them. A lot of them are Americanized with the extra things. Mm -hmm. Uh, The biggest difference between Goza and Blinder Weiss, 
there's other things. I know people will be listening to like, you're oversimplifying, Jeff. But just to let everyone else know is you add salt mm-hmm. to a goza. So it actually is a salted beer and that helps the flavors pop. Yeah. Which I almost feel like we we had a really bad reaction to a to an article that complained that all the all the gozes taste like sweat from I think the thrillist. And these days or something. Yeah, and these days I'm almost like I almost think back to it and think, you know, that guy was kind of right. <laughs> he, he he was on the edge because it, this was when you know gozes were sort of growing in popularity. When and then they got really popular, and it did be, it, it was almost prophetic that mm-hmm. yeah, there were a lot of them that just did taste like sweat. Yeah. So maybe that guy, you know, that was on, and we and we shit on him, and 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 we like thrillers asked us for a quote, and I I sent a thing back saying, uh, you you publish things like this is bullshit. How's that for, <laughs> is that for a quote? Um, you know, that tells you how much we care <laughs> press. But yeah, so there you go. Margo Berry. Margo Berry. So Margo is, is their Berliner. So Margo Berry is raspberry. The, uh, <clears throat> I was so excited. Um, Last week, week before, Microsoft had its developers conference build, and they demonstrated this AI thing for the CTO's podcast where it'll do transcription, mm-hmm. and then it'll use language models to figure out who the guest was, and it'll make a thumbnail graphic, and it'll post, you know, all the, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I want to use this to do the transcription to tell me which beers we drank because we don't take notes anymore mm-hmm. and to make a th- thumbnail. Why the fuck not? You know, that'd be awesome. And then I looked at it just yesterday, day before, day before. And so much of what he used was, is still like private preview. I can't get keys for and sure, things like that. Sure. So it's like, maybe we know. can talk to one of our friends and, and get a, get a little bit of a, <laughs> But it, I was like, this will be so awesome mm-hmm. to run this against the podcast and have transcriptions for search. And oh, That's man. so funny that you mentioned that because I was watching it too, but in a completely different room in the house. So not at the same time. And I don't even recall talking to you about it afterwards, but that was the same thing that I was thinking when watching it. it was, this would be so great. Yeah. Um, I'm not done. No, no. Get oh. <laughs> <laughs> mine. Like you going to drink it. You're holding up the show. I was going to drink it until I felt her visceral reaction to the thing. What is this? This is from Burial Beer Company. This is from uh, Burial. This is, is this total disbelief in all reality? I an imperial an empirical argument for detachment from reason. So I okay. was just looking up this. The titles are ridiculous for the years. Here is the the description on the website. An empirical argument for detachment from reason. I can't find purpose here any longer. We tread upon the surface in a homogenized ensemble of diabolical confluence. Under the wares of the vibrant throng in an endless loop, an entrancing horde we cannot surmount until we find the shores of the heavy resin mashed with barley and oats, whirlpool with cryo and incognito, dr- double dry hop with strata, motueka, Vic secret, and the blend of cryo. 
Okay, those are hops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the brewery is in Asheville. Yeah. That was on our way back. That was the, was it the, wasn't it the last? Yeah, it was the last stop. stop. Yeah. And this is like stone done right. <laughs> so yeah. this yeah. is my second, maybe In terms of description, second or third time to barrel, probably second. And um place has grown like crazy and their beers have grown like crazy. One thing that was notable of our trip is that we would bar hop, brewery hop until we find the place. And that the place would close out the night, you know, mm-hmm. as as things had then to do, right? Well, this place closed out the night in Nashville for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, and you guys both, you know, understand what I meant, but for those who don't know, Stone Brewing has a habit of like writing these pontifications upon their their beers. And uh it, it's stuff that sort of feels weighty, but it's very it's very light and and, and actually kind of uh uh, what Daniel Dennett called deepities, things that sort of sound deep but aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this this as as that thing. It, it is it's a deepity too, but it, it it's more well written. It's it's more well rounded as like a fake version of an Edgar Allan Poe like uh, poetry about the dissolution of self or whatever. Where the stone was more like, how many words can we fit on yes. the label? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the, the the name of this is again an empirical argument for detachment from reason. So that reminds me of uh, Hume's uh, famous tome, which is uh, uh, a damn. Out of, why can't I remember it right now? Uh, a argument. It's not argument, but it's an argument against pure reason. It, it's about how. Reason leads you astray if you don't have evidence. That's sort of the, the crux so of his. I have a complaint about mm-hmm. their beer naming and how busy they were. Every single time I went up to get a beer, I lost my nerve and concentration and ordered the wrong beer. <laughs> I'm like, I want to get this one. And I get up there and I can't find it on the list because they all have names that are a mile long. And I ordered the wrong beer at least four times. So that was a little frustrating. I felt like such a dweeb. Well, dweebness notwithstanding, at 7.5%, 36 IBUs, as we mentioned, the dry hops here are cryo motueka. Motueka, I remember, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later, mm-hmm. later, Strata and Vic Secret. So a lot of these newer. Yeah, motueka is uh, always on the hit list. Yeah. Uh, malted with barley and oats, which, you know, in, in these uh, hazies, that, that's typical. It helps give them that... Uh, it, it helps that that mucilage, right? That mm-hmm. gives it some of the texture. Uh, so, Motueka, the one that I remember is from the that Duclaw, right? That was the was it might have been Duclaw, yeah. We had Motueka was just another one of these newfangled hops until yeah. we had one that tasted like vanilla, yeah. And we're and it wasn't a hazy. So, like, you can get vanilla stuff from oats and mouthfeel and creamsicle stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this was just an IPA. It had this curious and fantastic vanilla flavor. And so every time for Greg and I, we've had a Motueco beer since, we're on the hunt for that vanilla. <laughs> yeah. There is a 
Barrio has two different like IPA hoppy beer uh, lines. Yeah, this is their heavy resin series. Yeah. So. And then the other one is called Cloud something. Do you see it on there? Uh, <clears throat> I can go to heavy resin by looking for the series. I, I, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to, for me to navigate this site. They have one that was clearly hazy forward and one that was clearly hoppy forward. And this one's under heavy resin, I would expect to be hoppy forward. So there's, yeah, I'm, I'm still looking. No, don't worry about it. I didn't mean to derail the, the aroma analysis here. This is interesting enough that I'm kind of curious. <laughs> When I was when we were shopping for the beers, I probably would have rather selected the other ones, the cloud whatevers, versus the heavy resins. Dream candy, dream candy, dream candy. That's it. I probably would have picked already a better name than man candy. Yes, I I probably would have picked a dream candy. Except picking, looking at the cooler, the, the labels are ridiculous. The beer names are only on the back in tiny letters. Like it's really hard to shop. It is for beers there. the The name of their uh, shatter the, the name of their imperial stout with coconut is the shattered remains of nothingness. Yes, I had that one. Yeah, and we have some seasoned skillet downstairs, which is uh, one with cocoa and score bars or something. Uh, yes, okay, a yeah, seasoned skillet. Uh, at least the twenty twenty three version is. Bourbon barrel aged mm-hmm. donut stout with yes. counterculture. That's coffee. the first one that I picked when okay. mm-hmm. yeah. well, we have some yeah. of that downstairs. As soon as we got there, I eyeballed that one and I said, that's the one I want. <laughs> Here's a Kolsch that's called Unhinged Ideologies from the Menagerie of Minds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, this place has won me over already. And they make beers to, oh, we'll taste this one yeah. now soon, but they yeah. do make beers to. Back up their uh, the ridiculousness, and then there's one that like there, here's a for those of you who were like, uh, who's the guy who did Cthulhu? Why can't I think of it? Lovecraft, mm-hmm. the Lovecraftian thing. Uh, one of their IPAs is the residual imprint of nearly illogical beginnings. <laughs> it's sort of a Lovecraftian thing, especially if you change beginnings to beings, and then you get these. Mm-hmm. And so, Shannon's showing me a picture of this is a part of their outdoor setting and they have a vw bus it's, it's been completely stripped it's so it's, it's just the what? frame it's not, not vw no what is it it's some other kind of minivan it's some it's some it minivan but it, it's been completely it's just the frame it's been, the doors are gone the the everything they put seating except inside. for the steering mm-hmm. wheel is gone and in their seating inside and it's covered with with, with uh covered with with stickers and there are christmas Brewery lights stickers. on top yeah yeah from every brewery yeah. everywhere. Oh. They have a mural on the wall. I should of, say. Of, um, which one is it? Is it Tom Selleck or the other guy that looks like Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck and Chunk from Goonies, like with their arms around each other. <laughs> Sloth love Chunk. <laughs> uh, so not every beer has this amazing name. Dream Huntress is one of them. Immortal Chalice. Bright is just one of them. So, like you know, they've they're they're not so consumed by madness that that everything is one of these. Most of the beers on the draft list were many many mm-hmm. syllables. <laughs> Here, there's a uh, a double IPA called the Dominion of the Unspoken and the Unthought. 
where are they getting this from? The <laughs> morbid GP. comfort of a welcome regression. It is Asheville, so there's tons of. I guess I mean to me, all of this like it does remind me of Florida. Mm. I dislike Florida, um, but this is North Carolina. <laughs> but still, it's close enough. Um, <laughs> Man, not even close. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's and get back I, to you, you're allowed to like it. Let's get back to the empirical argument for detachment from reason. Yes. It just kind of resonates a little piney. I mean, yeah, the aroma is not that far off from the other two hazies mm-hmm. that we had, right? It's that kind of there. It's less sulfury than the other ones, but it still has that kind of hazy wheat filler on the nose and um, nothing super pungent like sticking out I'm surprised I liked this one as much as I did when we were there I don't know if we had this one when we were shopping for to-go beers we just had to grab something because it was too hard to figure out what we were having okay I thought we got that one because that was the there, first one that you got. No, there wasn't enough light it. in the okay. room to read the labels, oh. and uh, it was definitely. I knew difficult. it was a heavy resin versus a dream candy, but that's about it. So, an imperial argument for detachment from reason as an argument is not great. I'm not getting a lot here. I'm getting resiny notes. I'm getting a bit of piney thing a bit of a uh, a bitter orange thing i'm not getting a lot of here to to really explore and and, and dig into um i i mean it's a lot like the other ones we had in some ways it's a little flatter but i am getting like a lemon lime soda towards the end a little sharp zing in the carbonation i feel it's, it's almost like dead at the end it, it almost feels granity and like just like 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 it loses a lot of its of its expression near the end as much as i love you know the names the poetry the beer ain't doing it for me and that's the thing that that is the the big thing at all so i'm i might say this is not worth my sobriety compared Mm. to the rest of the beers no i have to agree um the others that we had definitely Definitely better. Yeah. And I I really, really enjoyed this brewery. Mm -hmm. Well, we just grabbed the wrong beer out of the cooler. Like I said, the shopping experience was tough because, I mean, Greg, take a look at this can. You got magnificent artwork, Mm -hmm. but the trying to figure out which beers they have and which ones you want. Because they, they didn't have a board saying which beers were in the cooler. You had yeah, to and, and this, the is, this is the problem that, that, that I face when I go to, you know, when I go to the, the good beer shop is I don't know what's here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go, like, I, I could spend 30 minutes, like, on untapped or something reading reviews. But even those, I don't really know if yeah. it, that's, that's going to be a good So, I mean, and, and also we had been drinking. So, like, we weren't Stone Cold Cerber when we were making our selections. Yeah. So part of me was like... I could spend another 20 minutes looking at beers or I could grab this four pack. And that, I think that's what fit us here. Yeah. So never let it be said that, that uh, I can be convinced just by 
you know, the, the accoutrement around it. it the, the flavor is, is what is no, going to get I you. I don't think anyone would expect you to be give the flavor a pass. <laughs> Just making the point. You know, I, I, you brought up something which is working from home and I don't know if, if you guys saw this, but there was a story about Elon Musk and uh, him saying that working from home was a moral issue. Did he just, <laughs> did you see that? I thought he said something like that a couple of years ago. No, he, this was recently. Uh, and the, the way that he put it was, it's a moral issue because it's only certain people in certain industries who get the ability to work from home. Like if you, if you work at, let's say a factory, you can't work from home. If you work at, uh, a coffee shop you can't work from home so so that's where he said his moral lines were and, and like like if you're if you're working from home then you're all, all the people who work at them you're, you're you're kind of you're morally trying to put yourself above them and i'm thinking to myself you're a multi-billionaire who treats his employees like shit and you're gonna talk to us about morality of how of, of how you deal with workers Okay, thank you for saying that because I wasn't really sure you know, <laughs> how far I could go with no, my opinion please, please. on Elon Musk. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. A real piece of shit. And for him to actually say that, just... Just the, I mean, I would almost say the 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 balls on this guy, but I don't think it's balls. I think it's just... He's just an idiot. Yeah, he's just with an too ig- much money. Yeah, he's an ignorant idiot. Yeah. All right. What did you bring out here? All right. So I called an audible. We were going to. Do, I had. I had two beers from the same brewery, a barley wine and imperial stout. And then Shannon gave me that look of disappointment when I didn't bring the angry chair up and whatnot. So I put the barley wine away, and now I have the angry chair out. Okay. Why? The thing is, I want to save this beer for later. So mm-hmm. we're going to drink the cold Imperial Stout here. So we're going to have to do a lot of hand warming. That's mm-hmm. fine. But we can what, hand warm. You know, we should also probably, maybe we could pause because we have the ability. Yeah. We could pause and, and get some oysters out for Ooh, we do the Imperial Stout. Great like idea. you think. Hopefully no one loses a finger. All right. We return with a bunch of shucked, shucking oysters right here. Mother shuckers. What is this beer? Angry Chair. Brewing, unrepentant transgression. Okay, is it, is it really thing? a transgression if you're unrepentant? I think so. I don't know. I mean, I guess to other people maybe, but to you, it's not a transgression because you're not. You don't feel bad about it in theory. I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't. I never. Dove into the definition of transgressing all that much, I guess. Let's, let's take a, I, you know, I'm, I'm assuming based on what I understand the definition, but it may not be. So transgression, an act that goes against a law, rule, or code of conduct, an offense. So I guess technically, if, if you're referring to, uh, you know, a code of conduct that's separate from you, then yeah, you can be unrepentant about it. Mm-hmm. However, if it's a, if it's a code of conduct, it's your own code of conduct, then you probably wouldn't be unrepentant if it was something that was against it. I don't know. It, it's just, these are the kind of things I think about when I hear names like that. 
unrepentant transgression from angry chair. This is a Facebook. That's what that's what it is because that's all I see is the Facebook icon. <laughs> this is a a brewery near <laughs> Magnanimous and Woven Water. Okay, this place had stouts, like stout, Ooh. stout. Let it all out. <laughs> These are the stouts that we sing about. Bottle sales only Come before on. noon. Angry Chair Brewing Unrepentant Transgression is our imperial sweet stout with cacao, cinnamon, toasted walnuts, and vanilla beans. 11.5% Asian bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. I think this one was 30 bucks or something like that. I don't know. It caught my eye as soon as I saw it. Yeah. No, we they had it on draft. We tasted it. And yep. then we saw the bottle on the shelf behind the bar. And we're like, well, you know what? Greg, has to, Greg has to taste this. Very, very dark. Wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you don't know my <clears throat> thing. I have a thing against cheering. I, I'm not the, not the, I like, wasn't cheering. I oh, was measuring he, oh, to okay. see if he poured us equally. Actually. Ah, that's different. I thought he gave that's you different. more than me. Oh. <laughs> well, I do adjust thing. based on how quick you drink. So. No. Oh. <laughs> Got to keep the show going. That's what a good producer does. <laughs> so not that I'm against cheering necessarily. I just feel like it gets in the way more often than not. And it's like, it's a, it's a weird, like, Thing that people feel like they have to do, and also these are these are delicate glasses. I don't want to smash against. Cheers. <laughs> the thing about these Spiegel glasses, they are very thin glass. The bowls don't break. The stems break. Off. That's true. That's true. I mean, the bowls can't. I mean, yeah. Break, but <laughs> take a hammer to them, and yeah, you'll you can break. But it. in regular use, you're going to lose ten stems off of them for every bowl that breaks. I mean, the the, the bourbon's very apparent on here. It's. Oh, yeah. uh, it's also the cinnamon is like the main nose thing for me. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's chocolate, dark chocolate. So I don't know brand. if these guys are named after the Alice in Chains album or what. Angry Chair. The bottle says, "Lead, never follow. Find your passion, never stray. Commit, never ask for permission. Be confident, never apologize. Wolves very, very are Trumpy, never yeah. led to the slaughter." Yeah, it's very Trumpy. Well, what do I expect out a, of Florida? Yeah, it rained like crazy when we were trying to get to this place. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was the only day it rained. I think the entire time we were there, it was like a wall of water trying mm-hmm. to get to the brewery. Oh, the dark chocolate in this though—that's what sold me when I. Tasted it at the brewery. Here's what they say on their website. What is your angry chair? Everyone has an angry chair, even if you think you don't. You do. Trust us. You don't like sitting in traffic after a long day at the office? That's your angry chair. You can't stand listening to people talk while chewing on their food? That's your angry chair. My God, I have all the angry chairs. You have chairs. one spot of hair on your head that just stands up all crazy, no matter how much gel you put in it, and because it makes you want to rip it all about angry chair. Okay, I have something to say about that, but I'll continue. Uh, <laughs> That's what tweezers are for. The angry chair is symbolic of a place, time, or situation that you've experienced. It's something you have had to overcome or something that sparked change in your lifestyle. Your angry chair is unique and it's something only you can conquer. Mm. 
weird to name brewery after that, after the thing you have to conquer, but hey. You have one spot on your hair that stands up crazy no matter how much gel you put on it and makes you want to rip it all out. Let's drink some, and then I want to comment on this, because there is an interesting thing about this this particular example. I just say tweezers. Pull the (laughs) fucking thing out. Excuse me. Are we allowed to cuss on this? Mm. Fucking no. No fucking way. The new show, I guess we're allowed to cuss. We normally tried not to cuss I in the main show. Don't the think I ever have, you just but... ruined craft your radio forever. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of cinnamon on there. There's yeah. a lot of cinnamon and and uh, a sweetness there that I'm trying to place. Um it's the dark chocolate. It's a very dark chocolate. There is like a Belgian chocolate thing. Cooper stop. Sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for the. Uh, he wants to be a part of the show so no, bad. Here's the little yippy dog outside barking. I know, but we can make the listeners think that he just wants to be a part of the show. That's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to turn me down. I'll moderate my sound. I I didn't realize that I'd be. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm curious about this one because. I'm not sure what that sweetness is. You said it, it, it's the chocolate, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the, it, they use cacao, not chocolate. What's the difference? I, I, so chocolate has may- vanilla and other flavorings in it. And it it's um, uh, mixed with, you know, the, the cocoa butter and stuff like that, which is different than just like a, the straight cacao. So cacao is generally more bitter. I mean, it is their sweet stout, so there could be lactose added to it, Mm -hmm. maybe more things if they're over-the-top sweet. This is one of the things that um, I was finding at a lot of these breweries. They'd have barrel-aged imperial stouts with a ton of shit added to it. Like, you know, it was very seldom where you could get a stout with just bourbon barrel and the oaky notes, you know. Toasted walnuts and vanilla beans. Oh. Yeah. It's I would I would like to see it's the walnuts. I'm getting yeah that really distinctly that walnut oil kind of I would like to see the cinnamon dialed back a little bit. Yeah, me too. The speaking of walnuts, this stuff here, this black walnut bitters, mm-hmm. I love this yeah. stuff so much. So, you know, hearing that there's roasted walnuts in um this, I have to dig for them more, but there is kind of the slickness, the oiliness you mm-hmm. were talking about. See, I don't think the cinnamon is Everyone's that different strong. Everyone in different tongues. You're not. You're not wrong in what you're tasting. Yeah. But okay. Now that you mentioned the difference between dark chocolate and mm-hmm. cacao, when I am at the store and I'm looking for a really dark, dark, dark chocolate, I've noticed that it actually says cacao on. Yeah. Okay, and those are my favorites. So you're right. No, this is yeah. So like an eighty percent cacao is is like twenty percent other things, right? Right. Cocoa butter, vanilla. I definitely taste more of that Mm -hmm. in it than actual dark chocolate. Yeah, this is not my favorite deep dark imperial stout because I think it's a little too sweet on my 
tongue mm-hmm. and the sorry and uh and i'm i'm a little bit overpowered by the flavorings here it's a lot yeah i mean i like it i also like traditional taking a freaking imperial stout and putting in a barrel and drink it you know adding the cacao the vanilla the walnuts and stuff if it's well done great and i was getting a little bit burned out with all of the imperial stouts like this on our trip we stopped at a place in greenville south carolina it closed out saturday night it wasn't a brewery it was a beer bar called the whale on the way home and they it's a crazy business plan they stock whales you talked about this. You you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, to me in, in in a conversation that that Jeff was shopping for whales. He was in line for whales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and first, and like when I first saw it, I thought, "Oh, you're you're down in Florida. You're going on a whale trip." And then I realized what you're talking about <laughs> because we had just talked about whales the, the previous show. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. This place had this bottle list, can list, and they had ninety dollar. They had. Probably 30 different treatments of Dre Fontaine. <laughs> and most of them were $90 a bottle mm-hmm. for a 750 mil. Hey, it's a way to make money, I guess. Be a, be a middleman. So many treatments of Dre Fontaine. And then they had so many other ones. So I was trying to find like the the ones that were in the Everyman price range of like sour beers and things like that. Shannon was drinking an Imperial Stout from it's in the it's in the signal chat. But or maybe on Discord, but you were talking about this. I can't remember the name. It starts with a C. You were drinking Imperial Stout that was re- it was much like this, right? It was just it was barrel aged, but it was also adjuncted with a bazillion delicious flavors. Yeah. Now I want to say that if you had this at a bar, this this is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. this is not like you wouldn't turn this down. This is not something that I'm saying, oh, this isn't worth my sobriety. It's yeah. really good. But like I'm it's up there enough that I'm comparing it to some of the best examples, and it yeah. it doesn't it doesn't reach. It that also height. is kind of like drinking a milkshake. Yeah, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a. There's so many flavors in there, and almost the oysters don't work here because the flavors are too much. That the oysters are kind of yeah. I not, mean, when we were at the whale, though, you were drinking yeah. the draft beer. It wasn't in a bottle. Maybe you posted it on Discord. I don't mm-hmm. know. So let me talk about the thing that I that I wanted to say, which yeah, is hairs. with the hairs. So there is a theorem in mathematics which is called the hairy ball theorem, also known as the Cowlick theorem. I know what you're talking about. I think yeah, I may have just, I may have talked about this before. Well, but, I, I've seen it too. But but Shannon, have you heard of this? Hairy balls? Do you have you ever heard of the hairy, hairy balls? ball theorem? I've heard of hairy balls, but I'm not so sure. I've heard so. Of- the technical way to say this would be that on a uh, on a on an S two topology, a vector a continuous vector field will have at least one singularity. That's so, a very mathy way of can, saying. Let me know when to give her the analogy that she'll recognize immediately. Go for it. Oh, Cooper's chest or the Harris four. Yeah, he's talking about that. So what this math? So this is a mathematical theorem that says that on any spherical, true spherical surface, if you have a a bunch of 
thing sticking out of it and you try to comb it, right? There will have to be one place, mathematically speaking, where a hair sticks out straight. Isn't that called a cowlick? Yes, that's why it's called the cowlick theorem. It, it it says that there's no way to get around it. You you there is yeah. it, there is no not even mathematically way to get around this problem. And and this has applications because um this means that in at least in on a simplified manner, another one way you can think of a vector field on a sphere is wind on the earth. There must be some place on the earth where the wind is zero because of this theorem. Zero, or does it actually shoot vertically, like get pushed up? Well, in in this case, the 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 case of the singularity would be zero. Now, this is this doesn't actually hold true necessarily because the Earth is not a perfect sphere, nor is and there's more stuff. It's, going it's on. not anchored, right? So it probably moves, right? Yeah, there's probably not a place where it always is. But in general, it's it's almost certainly true that there will be some place on Earth where the wind is going to be zero. At all times. On Earth. On Earth, yeah. There is a, it's kind of a corollary to this, but it's actually a, a definitely true theorem, which is there will always be at least two antipodal places on Earth where the temperature and pressure, or temperature and humidity are the same. Always. But antipodal, I mean like one is on the opposite side of the other. You can prove that. It would take me some time to prove it, but but with a model and, and some and just drawing some stuff, you can prove that it would have to. Be. So you're saying right now there's some place on this planet where on the exact opposite sides of the planet, the temperature yeah. and pressure is the same. Yes. Okay. Has to, it, it, it has to be the case once you understand the, the thing behind it. That's crazy that there's this enforcing mechanism Across this, it's it's not an enforcing mechanism. It's it's the fact that it it relies on the fact that temperature is a gradient. It doesn't change instant instantaneously. It's it's all relies. But saying to a hundred percent certainty, there is a place right now Mm -hmm. on opposite sides of the planet where the temperature is the same and the pressure is the same. I can't point to it. I can just say that it exists. You right. You would have to find it much later after receiving all the data. Mm But it's there. It's there. And there's a place always yeah. where it's there. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy to me. And like I said, if I had like a sphere and, and, a, and a pen or a marker, I could prove it to you very, very, not necessarily quickly, but in a way that you'd get and you'd understand. I mean, I, I can imagine hemispheres and things like that. Being that there's this like law that means that this equilibrium has to happen. I'd love to later, not right now, later. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to be convinced. I'm not skeptical that it doesn't exist. I am amazed. Curious. I'm amazed that it does exist. Yeah. It's weird, right? It doesn't seem like there should be a law to do that. That's the cool thing about NASA is you find all these crazy things in there that like, yeah, when you when you when you first learn it, it's like what, and then you understand the the reasoning behind it. You're like, it's almost it's almost obvious as long as you're led along the path, and that's the the fun thing I think about math is is that you you get these things that are surprising and deep, but also simple. Like they're they're so simple that 
if you, that understanding it is is fun and exciting and yet just to get there you have to go through a lot of steps to to convince yourself that it, that is true math has a lot of fun things yeah. like that so this just reminded me of the audio book that we were listening to on our trip oh we listened to Oh, it it just it just put out a TV series like a month ago on Apple TV. It's called Silo, mm-hmm. and we listen. It's a sci-fi dystopian future on Earth thing called the the book was called is it Dust. One second, and I'll tell you. I think it was called Dust. Wool. Wool. First one was called Wool. That's right. Yeah. And, By uh, Hugh Howie. Yeah. Okay. Hugh what, Howie. What did you want to bring up about it? Because I mean, it's a good I, conversation to talk I about. I wasn't it sure wasn't. Shannon would be into this nerdy ass sci-fi audiobook, and she she got into it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're definitely going to do a well, post show. We maybe we should move on to the next beer yeah, so we can talk that. about all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're going to do all this imperial stout that's in our glasses. Oof. But I, I weirdly feel like the the oysters aren't going to help. Like I, I tried one. It, it, thank you, Cooper. It doesn't work with this beer. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, just ignore them. Oh, All right. Bye. So this last beer, we um, when we left Florida, we had lunch in Macon, Georgia. Stopped at a brewery there. Had some all right beers. I'm not sure where. Macon, where we have. No, I'm. What? Can't remember the place. We stopped at two places. We went to the first place and had the pimento cheese sandwich and the kind of hot chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. And then we Mm -hmm. had the second beer. That was fun. And then we went to Greenville, South Carolina. And that's where we went to the Whale. And that place was awesome. We went to a couple other breweries on the way. And we then, did, which then were great. Sunday morning, before we headed out to Asheville, we stopped at Eighth State Brewing Company. We get there, parking lot's full. Like it's eleven o'clock on a Sunday. We're like, what is going a. on? A.M. A.M. I hope so. <laughs> hope well, that's yeah. we're getting on the road. Um, they had a bottle release, so we went inside. We got in line for the bottle release, and then I asked some questions. And like, they can go in the other door and go get beers. So we got beers, and I'm like looking at the bottle release. I'm like, if I don't stand in line, don't get it, I'll probably probably be kicking myself. So the beer that we're drinking tonight is Perihelion from Eighth State. This was the expensive boy in the bottle release. It is a 375 milliliter bottle, slightly over 12 ounces. Paid $42 for this beer. Russian Imperial Stout, 12% alcohol by volume. Perihelion is the point in a planet's orbit where it's closest to the sun. So the aphelion is the opposite, is where it's furthest from the sun. In fact, one of the first proofs of relativity, general relativity, or one of the first, I shouldn't say first, one of the first signs that relativity, that general relativity was true was its accurate prediction of the precession of the perihelion of Mercury. So Mercury has this point where it gets close to the sun in its orbit. But 
Ching. From Newtonian predictions, mm-hmm. because of the other stuff that's happening, it should only be moving. The, the perihelion is going to move a little bit every time it rotates. But it, it was five. I wanted, I'm trying to remember the number exactly. I think it was 5,260 arc seconds per century, which is not a lot. Great. But, sm- smell this beer and decide if you want to keep pontificating. I about do want to keep pontificating. I do. Because you got to smell this beer. Yeah. But you really need to smell this Newtonian beer. Newtonian physics only predicted 5,227 arc seconds. And then relativity came along and it predicted an extra 43. So <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. So this one has a way more cocoa flavor than mm-hmm. the last one. Yeah. Does the bottle. So whiskey barrel aged imperial stout with a touch of Madagascar vanilla is what it said. Mm-hmm. Eighth Ooh, state. Yeah. Yes. It's Greenville, South strong. Carolina. $42 for this beer. And how many ounces? Make little, sure. Touch over 12. Yeah. 375 milliliters. Mm-hmm. Smells great. Cooper's sad yeah. that he can't have any. <laughs> and I am sad that um, that's the only bottle we have. Well, as I was looking at their website, they also have a beer called Penrose. Oh. Really? Yes. Huh, if we would have seen it, we would have definitely got it. Totally got it for you. An yeah. imperial stat with cassia, toasted coconut, Ugandan vanilla, and banana. Well, yeah, we'll be, maybe it'll, they'll still have it. It's a collaboration it. we'll with Three Sons be Brewing. Going nice. Back. Greenville is an awesome town. Um, it's where. Um, oh, and look at that! the The, the bottle has a has a Penrose triangle. That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> definitely. If I had only known. Yeah. Um, what's the big university in Greenville? It's um. At, uh, oh, Chicago. Ch- Ch- Starts with the C. Um, everyone's screaming right now. Clemson, Clemson's in Greenville. Okay, and so that's well, that builds. I, up. I, I, it, I didn't know that. So like, it, well, it builds up. <laughs> it builds up a part of the town, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. It's a college town. Yeah. Yeah. So and it was really cool there. We didn't get to spend too much time there. We're gonna. It have rained to... the entire time. Otherwise, we, yeah. Otherwise, we would have actually. Had a little more time to walk around and really enjoy We had to make that. Miles home, too, which was... Yeah. We had to pick up the dog. Yeah. You made it sound non-negotiable. We had to pick up no, the dog. Oh, did I? Yes. It was more... Okay. Mm. It goes pretty right. well with the oyster. All right. So, perihelion. Smells... Smells like chocolate milk. It smells like imperial stout. It smells... Like 12% alcohol by volume. <laughs> it smells like heaven. <laughs> All those things. What, All are, those, those things what are, are those um little chocolate ball things that come in the gold foil? Road, the, oh. road, not road foil, but like... Yeah. Those are road my f- kids' favorites. Yeah, but it's like a yeah, little bit like yeah. that. Like it's almost like a hazelnut thing in yes. here. Yes. Good call. Hazelnut. Got a There's really, a really deep... Oh my god. Russian. There's a wine flavor, like a red, like a red, like a port wine or a cabernet port. Yeah. Wine port. flavor on it. Ooh, it's it's a, that's a, a really that, that I like that. I like that a lot. 
has uh, like yeah, some, something fortified. Yeah, but the dark cherries and the kind of mm-hmm. that drying mm-hmm. that it gives you. Mm. See, that's great. I don't know whether <laughs> it's worth. Great. I don't know if it's worth forty eight dollars for, for, for forty two. Forty two for this. It's yeah. worth it. Three of us get to enjoy a fantastic beer. That's, that's worth true. it. That's true. That's worth it. With with some good food and good friends. Shall we toast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to to uh So I saved some clink, to, clink. I saved a little bit in the bottle. Just because I didn't want to overpour a big beer. <gasps> I'm yeah, not gonna get any because I'm the slowest drinker. But since since it has yeah. proven to be a worthy beverage. Yeah. It is. We get to enjoy every last. This would be a bottle that we would save, right? Um, in, in, in the past uh, shows, yeah, we had so Eighth State. We had several. We went to Eighth State, had some beers there, brought a couple home. We have a few more for future shows. Um, as you'd expect, it's it's Imperial Stouts with things, and it's sours with things, and it's IPAs. Um, we had I had this sour that looked like carrot juice. It's this, you had the you had the barley wine, the one that I actually put away, and I had that sour that was bright orange, oh, I'm just and to it was where what from East State. We we're sitting on the couch at Eighth State. <gasps> oh, here! I thought you were talking about when the we couch were... at Eighth State. Yes. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Right. I'm sorry. And uh, that was it. It was a. Wasn't like immensely drinkable. It was a lot of sour, mm-hmm. a ton of sour. But it was also this like puree pulp type thing. It was weird. This they had a bottle is, I don't know. Oh my goodness! It's, it's like taking the perfect dessert from you from the perfect bakery, like Oakmont Bakery. It does have a bit of a like flan characteristic and and, and a. I wouldn't say tiramisu, oh, like a creme brulee, like a, a creme brulee, yeah, burnt yeah, sugar mm-hmm. thing, yeah. yeah. So their beer prices were all over the place for the different takeouts and stuff. So like, they do it right. Well, from a business standpoint, they do it right. They taste their beer and like, okay, this beer can command the forty-two dollar price mm-hmm. point. You know, mm-hmm. let's charge that. Um, it, it's so six and twenty whiskey. So I guess I, I assume that's a good whiskey because that that's not familiar yeah um it's a collaborative ponderosa farms which i'm not aware of what they are ponderosa yeah it's just okay i I don't know do you guys want to wrap this show since we're at an hour 30 yeah and then we'll we'll go to a post show because there's there's plenty more we're going to talk about let's do that all right do we want to rank the beers we don't do that we don't do that anymore Okay, that was the old judge. Judge by by what you like. W- what do you think is? Yeah, the ranking is. How about you rank us? <laughs> as long as I'm number one, I'm fine. How do we judge the beers? And Ooh. okay, Ooh. two rankings. How did we judge the beers? I, like who was best? And also, right. it, 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 it's our ranking it, number two. Come <laughs> on, come on. It's okay. It's all right. Ranking number two. You convinced me. It's a shtick. Let's do it. 
Let's get these. What what, what are the beers that we have? Where where did they freaking oh, go? I threw them in the damn trash. Uh, you don't know the, the show. The I'm sorry. Right. They're they're right there in that. Yeah, the the, the pen dark and we're the, not ranking because she threw them out. No, she ruined no. everything. I didn't. No, I didn't. Three seconds. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Don't get them. <laughs> all right. Uh, the all right. I'll 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 do this. I'll go first. They're all smooshed and leaking all, all over the place. Magnanimous. We had the juice. Oh, Magnanimous was the. Oh. <laughs> Sit down. This is exciting. We're not doing the rankings. Yeah, we are. We'll do it next. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, first, we start with that. Or, or, or we could we could do the rankings in, in the poster. How about that? I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Subscribe to the post show feed if you want to hear more. <laughs> All right, we're, hold on. Thanks, everybody. Right, yeah, there we go. Okay. Oh, and I got music. Yeah. Cue the music. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this uh, awesome episode of Craft Beer Radio. We'll be back very soon with the next one. That's going to be just as awesome. I'm sure of it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Not so long